0: You know, I never set out to do that and I never set out to become like, I want to be an influencer or I want to be cool or I want to have followers or I want to do this or that. I was just like, I want to be able to reach people and I want to be able to share. And that's... Where I come from is I come from a platform of sharing, not of let me try to portray this image of myself that maybe not necessarily be true. Like I've I've always just shared my life, you know, and that's the other thing is that I, I don't think that that oftentimes is a fast track to success either because if you're not portraying the thing that everyone wants to see, maybe right away, other people get more success than you do. But I think that I've always seen the long-term goal because I'm, I'm still gonna be around years later. And years later, people will know that they can trust 2013 Emily and 2011 Emily. You know, that I've never I've never strayed from my word or from who I am or from who I believe in and things, things that I say, like people know that they can trust me for a reason.
1: What's up, people? Welcome back to Black Boat Beauty Radio. I've got a badass conversation to share with all of you today. My guest is Emily Hayden, and Emily is a lot of inspiring things, you guys. She is a fitness and lifestyle influencer. She is an IFBB bikini pro, a YouTube vlogger, a podcast host to her show Evolve with Emily, an online trainer and coach, a fitness model and a relentless pursuer in creating a life of excellence. I first discovered Emily on my friend, Lisa Bilyeu's Woman of Impact show, and I was immediately drawn to a few things about her while listening to her talk on Lisa's panel. For one, I was inspired by the powerful story of how she climbed out of some serious childhood adversity into becoming this successful entrepreneur she is today. I was equally inspired by the authenticity I felt in her presence as she shared her empowered mental framework that supported her to get through all of her childhood adversities and become the resilient woman she is today, this woman who is on a very clear mission to support others to create a life of excellence. I want to share a quote that I found from her that I feel really touches on the power of her mindset. So she was asked, what is the end game? And her her response was this there is no end game for me. Every time I reach a goal, I start my journey towards a new goal. 99% of life is the journey stage. 1% is the time when the goal is achieved. Then you start back at zero towards the new goal. That's why I believe it's so important to enjoy the journey and enjoy the process every step of the way. You guys, I mean, I got chills when I'm reading that back. I love her mindset, her story. This conversation truly moved me. I just felt so much alignment with her mental framework, her process, um, and above all, her truth. You know, she's my kind of girl all the way. She's that all in, I can do better, appreciating the entire process kind of girl who is truly creating her life from a place of pure passion, faith, and authenticity. So I'm really excited to share this conversation with all of you right now, because I have no doubt it will leave you feeling mentally elevated to go after or keep pursuing what it is that you truly want to create in your life, starting with who you are. And I feel that this conversation will service the inspirational fuel that takes the quit out of you. So without further ado, please enjoy my conversation with Emily Hayden. We are live, girl. Finally. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to sit here and wrap out with you. I have pre-podcast chills. I'm just I'm stoked.
0: I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for coming all the
1: way to Marina. Oh my God. Are you kidding? I love that you live close to me. We're like West Side. Yeah, I know. And I'm it. like,
0: oh, can I just stay by the beach as much
1: as possible? Yes.
0: You won't ever find me too far from the beach.
1: Right? I know. Unless I'm getting paid straight up. Sorry, snob. But so like, true. I'm, Fuck, I fucking
0: don't want to go inland. I'm like, sorry, we Absolutely live in paradise. <laughs> when I go in, I'm like, I'm in and I'm out as quickly as possible and back to the ocean for my home oh, moment. <laughs> That's exactly what I do when I get home. I'm yeah. like, the best
1: part about leaving is coming home and getting that.
0: Oh. I mean, you, the love
1: relive. you do. That's so important. Okay, wait. So there's a few things I want to start with. I would like to know how you, Emily Hayden, introduce yourself when people ask you, oh,
0: Who are you? What do you do? Honestly, it kind of depends on the person (laughs) or depends on the situation. But if I really were to just tell everyone what I do, I would say I'm Emily Hayden. I'm an IFBB bikini pro. I'm a fitness and lifestyle YouTuber, podcast host of the Evolve with Emily show, fitness coach, and just inspiration to people online.
1: Yes. That is such a great package.
0: Future author. had to add that in there. It's so
1: good. Well, it's so fun to ask that question because I think especially now, and I'm myself, there's like so much more real estate than this one kind of label of this is what I do, this title, you know? And gratefully, we're kind of stepping more into a time where it's becoming more accepted, Mm -hmm. but you know, which has clearly not been the case. I think it's just fun to hear how you, the individual goes about it because yeah
0: I mean you know those are kind of my titles that I would give to people listening if it's someone in the gym it might be like I'm um, a fitness coach. Maybe to someone else, I'm like, a YouTuber. I'll give like one little label. You know, I normally don't give the whole spiel. <laughs> like, okay, well. You're like, how, you know, how much time I'm do you course? have? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, I think it's funny. You started the podcast with one of the hardest questions for anyone who does what we do. It's like, yeah. what do you do? <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> like, oh, I don't know. <laughs>
1: Seriously, yeah. Podcast is, the beautiful thing about the podcast is that I feel like people that listen to podcasts are all about it, but there's still Mm. people who are like, wait, how do I listen to a podcast, which is dope.
0: Yeah. I think it's really it's cool. It's exciting because yeah. there's a whole new group of people that haven't even been exposed to this yet. Exactly. I used to be one of those people. I yeah. I be like, oh, what's a podcast?
1: <laughs> right? Yeah. I know. And now it's like class is always in session when there's traffic. There's oh, traffic? 100%. Who cares? Yeah. I'm learning something or I'm entertained. Hopefully both.
0: Exactly. And like, that's what I tell a lot of my, even clients or friends, I tell them like assign a meaning to the things that you don't necessarily enjoy. Maybe it's a, you know, traffic drive. Maybe it's doing the laundry. I have so many people that hate doing laundry. I'm like, Okay, assign a meaning to it every time that you do laundry, listen to a podcast. That is and then so you're beautiful. you're learning, you're growing, and it t- passes the time super quick.
1: Yeah, you're completely reframing what it means to yes. you.
0: Yes, exactly. So then you don't dread the laundry. You're like, oh, what am I going to learn today, or you know, what laughs am I going to get today from a funny conversation?
1: It's so good. I mean, that was just a tease of your incredible mindset. Truly, <laughs> I said this before we started recording. There's always a podcast before the podcast, <laughs> but when I first discovered you and, mm-hmm. and then took a deep dive into you, you know, I discovered you through our mutual friend Lisa Billu and. Mm-hmm. I was listening to you talk on this panel and I was like, hold on <laughs> what you were busting out and with your composure, like everything that you were saying, which was, there was just so much, you know, not just your story, your process, but also equally the intangibles, the mental framework, all of that, that came out of you. I was like, damn, this girl speaks my language. This is amazing. You're so strong and Very inspiring. So I want to go back to the early days of Emily and can you tell our audience, you know, where do you come from and let's go into, you know, early childhood into your fitness journey. Okay, cool.
0: Cool. Well, first off, thank you so much. I know what it means when you hear someone and you align with them and their message and how good that feels. So thank you for everything that you said. Okay. So back to when I was conceived (laughs) I love it. Did anybody laugh? (laughs) I just weirded myself out. (laughs) I laughed. I cackle. (laughs) So let's see, growing up, I had a big family, so there's five kids, including me, and then my mom and dad, we come from, honestly, pretty humble beginnings, Uh, we were pretty poor when I was growing up, and my amazing dad was going to school, and working multiple jobs, and taking care of all of the kids, and
1: how many siblings,
0: uh, so four siblings growing up, Um, And you'll catch later in the story, there's now uh, seven of us total. So we gained two stepsisters, which we just call sisters, but they came a little bit later in the story. So my dad, yeah, he took care of all of us, did all of that the entire time. And he's like my hero, honestly, for everything that he did. And so growing up was pretty difficult living like in a really rough neighborhood. And my mom was very mentally ill, but never diagnosed so, um, it was just kind of the workings of our family and what was normal for us was definitely not normal for other people. Yeah. My you know, brothers, sisters and I, and my dad as well, all suffered a lot of mental, but also physical abuse from her. And with that, with all of the lows and all of the hard parts, there was also another side of her that was like the sweetest woman in the world. And that is also a part of her diagnosis where it's, you know, very high highs and very low lows. Yeah. And... So as much as, you know, I could give credit to the struggle and to the hardship and the things that, you know, kids and parents and no one should ever have to go through, I also want to give credit to the amazing moments and the amazing things that she did do for us and my whole family. You know, one of the things that first comes to mind is the extra private lessons that we had for Spanish or for piano or for all these things, which she was so adamant about, you know, that my dad worked extra for to pay, you know, it was like a between both of them. You know, and so I always look back at these struggle times and I always just want to kind of shed light on the goodness part of it as well. And growing up, I never thought that I had it bad ever. And I still don't think that I had it bad. It's just there was a lot of struggles with what we went through. But, you know, financially, physically, mentally, all of that was really difficult. But at the same time, it definitely shaped all of us into who we became. So about when I was 16 years old, I was a senior in high school. Everyone asks why we was 16. I skipped seventh grade because, you know, no one needs seventh grade in their life. I was just <laughs> too, too cool for school. And I was like, <laughs> I want to be out sooner. No, my older brother Daniel was in eighth grade and I was in sixth grade. Or I'm sorry, he was in seventh grade and I was in sixth grade. We finished those years and then we wanted to go to eighth grade together. And I honestly was not trying in seventh grade at all. So I tested out. And then we did eighth grade through senior year. Every single class did it together. That's amazing. Yeah, so everyone always thought we were twins, but really he's a little over a year and a half older than me. Wow. So he was like my best friend growing up for sure. And then senior year of high school, I was 16, and that's when my parents split. And it was a really, really hard split and nasty divorce. It was like so brutal. And just coming from like a child's perspective, it was not handled properly like at all, you know. And it kind of put us all in a really dark place and you know fast forward a little bit later after the initial separation is when you know my brothers and sisters and everybody you went on to be with my dad and my mom was extremely toxic to be around at that point and I was with her and taking care of her and going through school paying my way paying her bills and my bills and at a certain point I had to leave that toxic relationship for good and so I did, and I got out of there. And when I did that, I didn't necessarily have a place to live or stay. So in between staying with friends and stuff, the other place I would stay was my car. And I worked at a gym that was 24 hours, and they had amazing like saunas and locker rooms and Like, it was so fancy. And because I worked there, I had access for free, obviously, so I just kind of would hang around work a little bit longer. And that's kind of when I started training a lot harder in the gym. You know, the gym has always been something that I've been a part of, and maybe not just the gym, but just being active in general. Yeah, did you play sports? Girl, when I grew up, I was the girl that was out with all the guys playing street hockey You know, oh, yeah, in Texas. Yes. So I played street hockey in Texas. I play football, basketball, soccer. We had mud fights. You um, have
1: brothers who yes, you were like, wrestling. yeah, amazing. There was,
0: there was one kid that wouldn't wrestle me because I was a girl and we were all wrestling. And I was like, really? You want to bet that you can't wrestle me? And he was like, okay, okay, so this other guy gets up to wrestle me, and I whooped his butt, like, so hard. Actually, like, <laughs> nailed him off the trampoline, and it was, everyone was like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> and I'll never forget that moment, and then they got mad, and my brother stood up for me and was like, don't you touch her. Yeah, <laughs> It was great. So great. Such a great moment. How did we get off on wrestling? Sports. Sports, okay, yeah. So sports. So, you know, that was you know, younger childhood. Throughout high school, I did volleyball, track and field, basketball. Mind you, I went to a very small school, so it wasn't like I was at a big public school doing this. But it was a very small school, and I loved it because it gave me the opportunity to be competitive in all these other sports. Yeah. So the sport aspect of it is what I really missed when I graduated and went to college. I went to college at 16 years old. And so that's when I dove into the weights and weightlifting and that's when I started really following, you know, weightlifting. And then I would say in about 2009 or 2010 is when I started following like a bodybuilder style split program, you know, going in and training legs one day and back the next day. And that's when I really started that bodybuilding split. So
1: Uh, I'm so excited to learn like what drove you at that point of your life to really move towards like bodybuilding in particular.
0: mm -hmm. You know, I think it's because I didn't have an actual sport and so I didn't have something to be a part of. And I really loved physical challenge and I loved overcoming physical challenges and things that I didn't think that I could do. And the gym gave me a platform at which to practice that. So when I went into the gym and I went for the, you know, 20 pounds on shoulder press back then and I couldn't get it, I kept trying and trying and trying and then I would get it. And I was like, wow, like I'm so much stronger than I even know or think. And if I can do that, what else can I make progress on? You know, so the gym really became my platform for practicing how to overcome really hard things. Damn. I kind (laughs) of
1: wanted to drop the mic right
0: there. No, it's
1: so perfect. It's so beautiful. And you know, the physical part of training, we're certainly doing it for the physical benefits, the biological benefits. But I think, and again, we're going to go deeper into this, Mm -hmm. but you know, I personally, and you just expressed it in your own way, I use training for the mental training. Yeah, Like I use the physical training for training my mind basically. Mm -hmm. And so- And I can see that. And it's so cool that you were so young and you were already
0: recognizing it.
1: Yeah. You're already fucking switching that on, which is amazing.
0: Well, I will have to give credit to my dad. So backstory for anyone that doesn't know, my dad has owned his own facility and gym for years and so at the age of seven, I was like spotting his clients, right? So I'm very used to the gym. And I i mean, I was this little girl screaming at them. You've got three more. No you know, way. They're so probably cool. like, shut up, little kid. <laughs> um, so I'm, you know, very used to the gym and in the gym. And so I do have to accredit a lot of my mental training and toughness from Watching that and being a coach even at that age, you yeah, know, like kind of having that same kind of mentality. That's amazing. Yeah, so I think that helped a lot.
1: Up uh, for sure. I think one of the hardest things for women, period, when it comes to weightlifting, is they are so intimidated just to be in the weight room. Yeah. You know. Oh yeah. It's 100%. huge. Whereas, like
0: I was a kid, just that was my normal. You know, going to work with dad. I want to go back to. So you are essentially kind of
1: living out of your car, and yeah. now your work yeah. being the gym.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> like, what was that like for you mentally? Were you just kind of going through it? This is like, I'm just making it happen.
0: Yeah. When I was going through that time, you know, like I said, I was so thankful to have certain friends that would be like, Hey, like you can sleep on my couch. And I would go sleep on their couch. And it was those times in between where it was like, kind of been here a few, two days long, you know, like you feel it when you're that kind of person. Yeah. And so like, I would move on to the next thing and the next thing, and it would be, you know, nights in between where I would just stay in my car because I didn't either, you know, and and looking back, you know, maybe I'm sure had I just been like, look, I'm going to sleep in my car if I'm not on your couch. Yeah. But like just being the person that I was and being so independent and always taking care of myself, I just, I never wanted to like put that on anybody else. So when I was going through that, honestly, the best way that I could describe myself was a zombie. I didn't allow myself to feel because it was too painful to feel at the time. Yeah. And I also didn't know how to deal with all the emotions and the hurt. And whew, yeah, it's crazy how years later, that emotion comes right back.
1: Yeah, for sure. It's real. That's why I think it stays in. But it's such a force in you.
0: Yeah, and it does. Yes. It drives the hell out of me. Every single day, you know, and I think it was that separation from my family, who I'm the biggest family person ever, like I love them so much, and it was that separation from my family that was so alienating, and so I couldn't think about it, you know, if I thought about it, it was just, it would put me into a hole that I knew that I couldn't go down, so rather than focusing on it, and focusing on the reality of my situation, honestly... I said, what can I do to change it? And what can I do to move myself forward and get myself out of this and move on to something better? And I knew during that time, moving on to something better was, this is a little backstory details that might help, but that was during my freshman year of college. And for one semester during the summer semester, I went to Texas A&M University, Mm -hmm. and then I moved back and I stayed with my mom and went to community college. When I was going to that community college and working, that's when I was staying in my car and I had no place to live. So my solution was if I can get readmittance into Texas A&M University, then I can go there and I can get loans and I can live in the dorms and I'll have a place to live and I can get an education. And so that was my, I was just tunnel focused on getting back into Texas A&M. and so I made the best grades that I could make. I took 16 hours of coursework. I would go to office hours while working multiple jobs. I used to study by recording on my laptop. I would record myself teaching myself the material that I needed to learn. So, which is funny because I was like my own teacher, my own coach.
1: <laughs> and it all makes so much sense with what you do now. I know. That's incredible. I, I know. I actually just wow. thought how much
0: sense that makes. And so there's actually videos of me where I'm pretty sure I could find it if I looked at my old laptop. But yeah. I'm sitting at the computer at three in the morning, teaching and falling asleep, and then waking that is up incredible. and teaching again. Because you know when you're working that many hours and going to school that many hours and studying that many hours, there's no time for sleep, and right. it's crazy. You know that time I definitely just turned into I can't think and I can't feel. I just have to do right now because yeah. it's too much. You know, I think when things are so crazy, if you overfocus on your feelings and the reality and what's going on, sometimes you just need to turn off and you need to say, what are some productive actions that I can do today to move myself forward and move myself out of this? There's definitely a time and a place to feel it. And I definitely had those times and places, but the most important thing I did was actively get myself out of where I was. Yeah.
1: It's like survival mode and exactly. in survival mode. Really, it's interesting because survival mode is never a place that we really want to be in. But at the same time, the light that I can take from survival mode is this. In true survival mode, you have to focus on literally one thing at a time. Mm -hmm. And you move from one thing to the next thing. And then if you kind of piece that apart, you go, oh, so what does that really mean that I'm doing then? I'm being so fucking present. Yes. And and ultimately... We really want to be moving. I mean, one of one piece to my great idea of what success in life is is to be as present in as many minutes of my life as I possibly can. I love that. So it's interesting that something as like uh ah, uncomfortable mm-hmm. as survival being in survival mode can actually bring us to this almost like a state of peace mm-hmm. in a way. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Because
1: if you don't have that composure and if you're like, you know, keep being overwhelmed, well, you're fucking going down. Yeah, for sure. 100%. Yeah. Dang. Okay. There's so <laughs> much here. So, okay. So how long was that period? So you, you obviously.
0: Freshman until sophomore year of Okay. College. So, so then- sophomore year, I, I still remember. <laughs> Damn. I haven't gotten emotional on a podcast in a while. Sorry. I was going to say, I, I still remember when I got the call and it was a certain lady at the admissions office who knew a little bit about my story as well. She called me to tell me I got back in. <laughs>
1: that's a big deal.
0: Huge. Yeah. It was like all the hard work, all the moments of wanting to quit, all the moments of feeling alone, all the moments of like, is this worth it? Is it going to work? You know, all of those things paid off in a single moment. Yeah. And I knew that that was my ticket to the rest of my life, to like freedom, to everything else that I wanted, you know? And so that would start the next season or the next phase of my life. And I also remember when I drove my car from Houston to College Station, when I was living in my car, I had everything that I owned in my car. So it was packed, you know, the trunk and the back part of the car. And so I remember driving that car to Texas A&M to go into my dorm. And I remember I had to pull over on the side of the road in the middle of the drive because it all hit me like a ton of brakes. I was like, man, I made it. (laughs) Like I made it through one of the hardest years of my life. You know, and still to this day, that's why I can still feel the emotion from it, because you know the trauma, everything that I went through was just—it was a lot. And like, you can either let those moments break you, or you can let them make you. And I literally proved it to myself that I could get through anything life throws at me. That was one of the most empowering drives of my life. Because I literally was like hyping myself up. I was like, I cannot believe you just did that. Like, do you realize what you just went through? I was like, you can do anything that you set your mind to because you just did it. You know, you just overcame all these obstacles, whether it be financial or school or relationships or any like mental, you overcame all of it. And now you're moving on to the next phase of your life. And that's also when I realized that life does come in phases and that those phases and those seasons they never last and they always end which can be really really amazing when you're going through something difficult and when you're going through something so incredible that it's you're at that you know highest part of your life you just remember to have so much more gratitude for it. Whether it be like a moment with a person or a hug with a friend or whatever it is, you remember just to treat it so dearly and so precious like it's silver or gold. Because you know the moment will last, the moment will pass and things will happen. You know, So I think it really set me up to have such a good mindset and structure moving forward of how I'd r- live the rest of my life.
1: That is badass and beautiful. And I think absolute truth too. It's like we need... Contrast to really understand the value of things. And what's so rad is you were so young, but you were so aware and paying attention. And one thing that I want to ask you is in that moment, because I'm really interested in self talk. So, like I've said this a million times on the podcast, it'll come out a million more, but. I'm sure you've heard of the term, like the statement of, I don't compete with anyone. I compete with myself. Yeah. Right. And I, you know, used to subscribe to that because it made sense in the sense of like, oh yeah, I don't fucking truly not competing with anyone. Like, um, But then I got to a point a couple of years ago where I was like, well, that's actually not even true because I'm not even competing with myself. I'm fucking supporting myself. Yeah. yeah. So it's, it, it, it went from this you versus you to you got you. And that's my shit, right? Yeah, I like that. And so, you know, and it's a process and it takes time. But the bigger part of that is mm-hmm. that I am truly, and I really always have been, but like have I really – My own best friend. I'm really my own soulmate. Mm -hmm. I'm really my own everything first and foremost. And then Mm -hmm. I have the external, you know, Mm -hmm. love in those ways as well. But, you know, having going through that at such a young age where, let's be real, you're not fucking really rooted yet. You know what I mean? Like you're a baby at that point, but you're ahead of it. What was your self talk like? I'm imagining you in the car and you're like, do you know what you just did? And then in my mind, I'm like, But at the same time, you kind of knew it, too, because you knew you fucking could. You had to have, right? Not to speak for you, but I'm like, tell me
0: about that part. (laughs) It's so interesting to me. I think part of it does come from my childhood and comes from my parenting and always being told that I can do whatever I set my mind to. And so I've never questioned if I could do something, because I think if I fail, I'll just get up and do it again. You know, I've never been scared to fail and I've never been scared to suck at something because I'll keep going until I get it. So I think that simple knowing of just like, if I don't get it this time, I'll get it next time. Like I, I think it's the resiliency and the relentless pursuit towards whatever I want that allows me to have confidence in myself for whatever I'm going for.
1: That's amazing. Those are two of my favorite words, by the way. Oh, really? Resilience yeah. and
0: relentless. Yeah, I totally. It. I use them all the
1: time. I love them so much. They're so effective and so true and so relevant. Was that something, just the failure piece, really quick? Is that something that was just kind of innate within you, or do you ever re- remember experiencing failure and it? did kind of set you back emotionally and then you just kind of rose from it or have you always just kind of been like fucking brush it off keep going no
0: no not at all I'm definitely human and I definitely feel failure yeah so one thing I tell other people as well is like you actually should and need to feel the failure of whatever it is that you just tried to go for because if you never allow yourself to feel the failure or if you live in this kind of mindset of like it's fine it'll work out next time then you don't have the opportunity to learn you don't have the opportunity to progress and to get better because you just brush it off and roll right past it I think it's so important to have a period or a phase of life where you focus on that failure and say why did I fail? Was it something that was in my control? Was it something that I could do better, or was it simply just the stars didn't align? It wasn't my time, that kind of thing. I've had multiple different failures in life, and I feel the failure every single time, especially because I'm somebody who I strive to win. I, I don't shoot for anything less than best. Yeah, you know. So when I fail, I trust me. I feel it. I just know how to deal with it better. I look at it. I feel it first. I allow myself. If I need to cry. I'll cry. I'm a crier. I need to feel it. I need to talk it out. And then I need to reflect and look at it and say, you know, what did I do and what can I do better? And how can I maybe prevent the failure moving forward? Or how can I, what do I need to do? Like I always have that self-reflection phase after a failure so that I can take the right steps moving forward.
1: Yeah. Strategize, kind of take the lesson from it. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I'm definitely
0: one of those people that I love structure. I love strategy, but I'm also such a... Person of my heart that like I feel things like so much, you know. So for me, it's important that I feel every aspect of it. So you know, when I feel that failure, I feel it to the deepest part of my core. And when I feel that success, that bliss, and not just like those chills that I get. Yeah, that win. that win feels so damn good. I love it every time, especially because I've imagined that win so many times that when I get the win people don't realize I've already felt it. So Ah, uh,
1: you are fast forwarding us right now. I know, Cause I'm like, no, I'm no, don't be <laughs> sorry. Remember I'm like, we're going to go everywhere. That's just how I No, Cause real conversations fucking, they roll yeah. wherever they go. You know, we're in China all of a sudden now we're in Antarctica.
0: Okay. <laughs> so Italy, I really want to yes.
1: get there <laughs> for sure. Cool. Um, yeah, well that is a piece that will tap into visualization. Cause that's huge for me in my life as well. Yeah. Um, to just kind of stay a little yeah, on yeah. a course because there's so much with you, which is so amazing and inspiring. So you, you have this empowering talk with yourself on this drive yeah. and you fucking won. You yeah. got there and now what? The movie continues. The
0: movie continues, and now I get to start new, you know, and I get to start my college journey. And I'll say I was a normal college kid. I partied hard. If you ask any of my friends, I was the life of the party. You know, I had so much fun in college. It was amazing. I worked my way through college as well, so it still wasn't easy. But I was one of those people who, if I was going to the party at 10 p.m., I was studying until 9:30. I'd get ready and then I'd go. You know what I mean? And if I had an 8 a.m. class, I was at every single 8 a.m. class. I will say I did miss one ADM class uh, freshman year. i got to open up to it. There was only one I class that love, Of I course, missed. you would remember. You're like, knew, that one class. because I had a perfect record until that time. And I was like, I beat myself up about that for the longest time.
1: Oh, but man. honestly, it's not that
0: bad.
1: No, no, I don't think so at all. Yeah,
0: so where do you want me so to So yeah, so now
1: you, you've, well, basically that was a huge accomplishment. Yeah. And now, you know, you're kind of... You're stepping into another bigger chapter of your life. What happened with your family at that point? Like that? Yeah, yeah. That's a
0: great question. So, like I said, I left that toxic relationship with my mom the end of freshman year and then went into my sophomore year. And I don't remember exactly, you know, what the dates, but yeah. somewhere in my sophomore year, I reconnected to my dad. Who was now dating my now stepmom? Okay. You know, they've been together since they started dating. She was literally brought to us from God. She is an angel sent from God who is like the sweetest, kindest, most genuine hearted person. Ever you know, and at first, the transition into that was really difficult because no kid wants to have a new mom right kind of thing, right, even if the other situation was bad too it's like well you 're not her, you know yeah, so that was hard, but um, my whole family was with him, and so I got to first reconnect with my siblings, and then I reconnected with my dad, and then I connected with her. And then once we broke past all my walls with her, we actually became really good friends. And she's amazing. And so now, if you're wondering, you know, my relationship with my family and my siblings and everything is amazing. Like, we all talk. We're all in connection. And, you know, I still don't have that relationship with my birth mom. But I fully, like, let go. And I I don't hold anything against her whatsoever at all. Like... I still love her, but it's one of those things where I did try to continue that uh, relationship. Yeah. And every single time it was just so toxic to my life. Yeah. That at a certain point, I just said, "I it's toxic and I can't do this anymore. You know, because yeah. I'm a firm believer in like having relationships and rekindling or all of those things. And I think, you know, maybe one day down the road, that could be a possibility, but it just, it's never been a possibility for me at this point. Yeah. So yeah, I've reconnected with my family and fast forward to... College. I graduated Texas A&M in four years, and I graduated with my class, 2012. A (laughs) whoop! And my family came to my graduation, and that was one of the biggest highs I think of my like childhood life. Yeah, graduating college, and it wasn't even about like the whole college thing. It was just about everything that I went through to get there. Sure, you know, and like paying my way through, and I was the first kid to graduate from college, and. Was really, really hard. And it was one of those moments where I could stand and just be so proud of all the hard moments that I chose to push through instead of giving up. You know, I could have given up at any point, and anyone probably would have given me like a card, a pass, like, you know what, I can't even imagine what you've been through. Of course, you would. Yeah, you would quit. Sure. And so I was just really, really proud of myself for finishing what I said I was going to do.
1: Yeah, that is so powerful and so badass. And what's so cool about it, too, it's like you said, it's like you can, because you know, you're still here, gratefully, living your life and you're young and there's a lot more life to come Mm -hmm. and now you have these like I call them in martial arts it's like stripes on your belt
0: Mm. and you
1: can look back and go survive that
0: won that kick
1: that challenge in the ass like I got this and the more that we capture these stripes I feel like the easier it is to kind of first of all believe in yourself
0: 100%
1: And support yourself in the process of whatever adversity and challenge. And even like a healthy challenge where it's like you're starting a business and this is just something that it's fucking hard. But I'm pursuing this because I want this. But I know I can do it because if I could survive that, like I was living in my car, I was 16, like showering at the gym. Then I can get this off the ground and make it like super successful and badass and so important to like have these stripes and then to capture them and like revisit them for that. There was no victim in you. Like you Mm, were, and you would every like, listen, like you said, hall pass. Oh shit. How'd you get through? Like it would have been so valid, but instead you went the whole other way, which has been definitely served you then, but now is serving you to this day. And what's so cool. And we're moving into this territory now is that, What you have experienced and survived and won, now you're able to really be a leader and a light and a Mm -hmm. voice to so many other people and support them in their own place in their life. You have so many different means of support, right? Like mediums. Yeah. But it's just cool how, you know, to connect that. Yeah. I'm
0: someone who fully believes that every really hard, difficult thing that we go through in our lives is not just for us, but it's for other people as well. So whether that be just your community at work or at the gym or, you know, you're involved in or it's online with a bunch of people yeah. like those are your people to help and to serve and there's a reason why they're following you and there's a reason why they connect to you for some reason and some of them don't even realize it until they listen to a podcast like this or sure. something sure. you know and they're like that's why I connect or that's why you know because I went through something similar yes. and or I'm going through that right now and oh my gosh if she overcame it of course I can, you know? And I think that's the coolest thing is like, people are able to attach to that and to identify with it. And then to say, because she did, I can too. And that's, that's the whole point, right? It's like, turn around, look back and say, Hey, I've been there. I got you. Let me grab your hand and let's go this way. Yes, girl.
1: Yes. (laughs) So cool. You've been a fitness competitor for quite some time now. Like IFBB pro is it's a fucking big deal. We've spoke about this, but you know, two of my brothers are IFBB pros and you know, lifetime naturals is a whole nother level of gnarliness. Right. So how did you go into competition fitness mode?
0: Yeah. I love this question. Yay. Getting into like such exciting parts. Okay. So we had that graduation, which is in December of 2012. And then January, 2013, I opened my own business and that's when I started my business I, in my town, it was the town of college station where my college is or my university was. And I was like the fitness person. I was a fitness go-to because I used the gym as my outlet. So all throughout like college and going through all of that, you know, people would come up to me in the gym and be like, what are you training for? Like, you're just training like a mad woman. And I was like, I'm training for life. Like I'm training for me and for something better. I trained with this intensity and this passion and I've always trained with like such a passion. You know, part of it may be a therapy session. Part of it may be me not even doing therapy. Maybe I'm just truly enjoying it and seeing what else I can overcome in life. And, you know, doing the mindset training. Like it truly is just mindset training because when you're in the gym and you think you have nothing left and you push more and more and more and then you get it, you're like, okay, okay. What else can I do in my life? And where where else can I apply this? You know, can I apply this in my business? Can I apply this in my relationships or things that I want to achieve? And so everybody in that town knew me as the fitness person. So fast forward to January 2013, I decided to open up a boot camp. And with a little bit of help from my dad, he had some leftover materials. And I bought a lot of my own materials. I turned my, I had a house there. And I turned my gym, sorry, my garage into a gym. I just call it a gym. I turned my garage into a gym. I had like professional matting, like very nice, beautiful professional matting. I had full dumbbell sets. I had a bunch of Bosu balls, a bunch of things. And I had room for eight women at a time, and so I did a fitness boot camp, and it was all women's fitness boot camp. And I had eight girls at a time, multiple sessions per day, a few times a week, and instantly I had a successful business like from month one and it was amazing. And I, I was able to see how something as simple as coming to work out with a group of girls and a coach that really cares how that transformed people's lives and mindsets and hearts and made them more positive in their lives and made them study harder. And it literally transformed like every aspect of their life. And I was like, to me working out, I just loved it and it was a passion. And I knew of course it helps you look good and feel good. But I literally watched it change these people's lives. I had girls like in the gym, you know, one on one with me, like crying, saying how much of an impact it had on them. And I think that's where I found my passion, and that's where I found my purpose in fitness for helping other people. So I did that for quite a few months. I absolutely loved it. Summer came around. Everyone started traveling. Honestly, but business got just really slow, and I was like, I need to pick up business somewhere else. So that's when I went into corporate. I went into corporate for Gold's gym and I worked full time. I sold a ton of, you know, personal training. I loved my clients there. I worked all day every day, literally. I worked like fourteen hour days with prep. Wow. And at this point yeah it was a lot. I'm <laughs> I <was> a whoa, <laughs> honestly exhausted. I was like a zombie in that time, and at this point, I had been doing my fitness boot camp. I was working out in the gym myself, and the reason why I started competing was because I kind of lost um, I didn't have any goals for myself in the gym. I was like, well, how many pull ups can I do? How many box jumps can I do, or how high of a box jump can I do? And I just achieved everything I set out to achieve. And I was like, I need something else. I need something to challenge me. And someone was like, you should definitely compete. You're already super lean. Like you were already like on your point with your nutrition and your training. I think it'd be really easy for you. And I was like, what's competing? So I Google, you know, MPC M- bikini competition. Yeah. And when I initially saw it, I was like, would I do that? Because it was like really tiny bikinis. Yeah. yeah. And I don't know. Like, you know, whenever you first see it for the first time, you're like, you don't get it. You don't sure. understand that it's a sport. You don't understand that it's like the art of yes. bodybuilding. Truly. You, you really don't understand it yet. So that's where I was at. And I was like, ah, like I was really iffy about it at first. Yeah. And then I just decided to do it. I was like, you know what? I'll do it and I'll see if I like it. And if I do, then we'll see from there. So I go and the first NPC show that I did was the NPC Adela Garcia Classic. Okay. And that was in June of 2013. That was my first show, and I went and got third place. And I honestly was so shredded that that's why I got third because my makeup was terrible, my posing was awful. I blacked out. Posing on the stage. is huge.
1: Oh, like, you oh, did? Oh, I like blacked
0: out. Yeah. Oh shit. I think it was like nerves and like I, I. Yeah. You know, so I think I was just like I don't even really remember being on stage. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure my posing was just. Terrible, I know it was. (laughs) So it was great because I got third with you know, which is still a big yeah, exactly amazing yeah, right totally. And that's when I got like definitely the competing bug, and I was like, wow, this is awesome. Like I, I loved like working so hard for so many weeks being on point with nutrition and training and the challenge of it all and having to say no to all the brownies. Oh, my God, yeah, the sacrifices. Yeah, the sacrifices that you have to make and then getting to go up there and you get to feel pretty, even though my makeup was terrible. (laughs) You get to feel pretty, you know, and you get to go up there and showcase your hard work. And so I really fell in love with this. So that started the competing journey, and I did, let's see – It was 14 NPC shows and seven national shows later that I finally earned my IFBB pro card.
1: (laughs) Dang, girl. Man. And you know what's so interesting about that? For people who don't really know the process. Yeah. You say those numbers and it sounds, it's pretty impressive. But it's really impressive to somebody who really knows behind the scenes, which I obviously do because my family it's a, it, it's a fucking, it's a career. It's a yeah, relationship. Yeah. It's both. Yeah. Like it's
0: gnarly on top of your life. Exactly. On top of life yeah career and everything. Yes. And I would say, let me think. I want to say it was in 2015 is when I started my YouTube channel. I may be wrong on that. it may be 14. Okay. Hold on. <laughs> you
1: No, 15.
0: It was 15. Wait, hold on. How do you know this? Because <laughs> girl, oh God, this is so cute. Wait,
1: no, hold on. So... February 28th, 2015, I watched a video of you. Oh, my God, that, that, yes. that
0: was the first one. February 28th, 2015. Yes. I
1: loved it so much. You were so cute. I You're know, a puppy. I know. And, But you know what I loved? And I and like, this is an guys. area of conversation I'm so excited to talk to you about. It's a big part of my ongoing conversation. But you were just so fucking real. Yeah. You were so real. And it wasn't like, okay, guys, this is my YouTube channel. Like You weren't even putting on a performance for a YouTuber, I'm trying to be. You were like, you guys, like this is brand new, and I be here with me, and here we go, and you know, and I just I like I one. have the chills because I was oh I was like ooh you got to remember that one, and so I was so cl- glad that you said that yes. because you know that's again we're, we'll dive into this, but authenticity is is the other big part of success for me. Yeah. It's like can you stay absolutely true to self. And go through this journey of life and never deviate from your truth and still attain, receive, create, accomplish, actualize all the things that you desire and you envision for your life while being just, not just, it's kind of a joke, but 100% yourself because we know that more often than not, that is not the case. People would fucking deviate. They will deviate for numbers, for advancements, for the relationship, for... And it's like fuck that. I yeah. take the, I'll take the scenic route, the yeah. long road. I'll dig deeper, but it's gonna be real.
0: Yeah. You know what? I've always been the kid, especially in my family, but especially just in life, where I feel like things are. They've always been really, really hard in the sense that like I always have to try like so hard, and I always take the long route. And it's not because I'm purposely doing that, but it's because there are just certain things that I won't sacrifice to get to where I want to go. If that makes sense. Absolutely. um, Meaning like my integrity, my value system, my morals, like there are so many things that I just, even if, you know, one route will get me quicker, if it's not true to me, if it doesn't stay in integrity with who I am and what I believe in, I'm not going to take it, even if it is the fast track. So I, I love, love what you that. said there because I think it's true and kind of what you're talking about when I said in that video on February 28th, 2015, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, I, I, did, I said, you know, I'm really new to this. I don't even know how to work the camera. And I remember filming that. And it's funny because if you go back and watch, I even like speak differently. Cause I'm just kind of like, hi guys. Yeah. You're so, you
1: you're like, so, I'm just, like,
0: you know, really nervous. And that goes back to what I said earlier about like, I've never been afraid to suck at anything. I've never been afraid to be the beginner and I'll I'll do it time and time again. You know, I just started a podcast. I don't know what I'm doing on there. Like I just started a podcast you know, and, and you're already crushing it. So I it's like great. It's great though. Thank you. Thank you. And you know, I think that having that kind of mentality, like opens you up to so many more opportunities because if you are somebody that is a perfectionist yeah. and you're always looking to be perfect with everything, you're never going to start on anything or you're never going to finish anything or ever yeah. put anything out. Whereas I would rather put something out and then not put anything out at all. Sure. You know, or wait, what if I had waited until I thought I could be a good YouTuber? Right. You know, would I not have made any of that content? And, and you know, that content for anyone that hasn't seen my YouTube channel is I started by documenting my bikini prep series. I was like, you know what? I've been through a few preps now. Let me go ahead and document my series on YouTube. And in that video, I don't know if you remember, but I said, even if no one ends up watching, I just want to document it. Yes. So, so yes. I look back on it and like, see how much progress I've made. I think it'll be so cool.
1: Which so plays into your evolve which is yeah. the word I love but yeah, yeah
0: I keep going sorry yeah it's no, it's, evolution of yeah, you it is yeah show. and now like years later people ended up watching yeah and now I have this like platform and this community of incredible people who I get to pour into like on a daily weekly basis who also pour back into me and it's turned into like such a beautiful thing that I you know I, I've held bikini posing clinics and I've held seminars all over the world I went to Amazing. Australia and had like I don't even remember. I think it was like 20 people at a seminar in Australia that I did by myself, you know? Wow. And to be able to just go anywhere in the world and be able to like connect with people all over, that's so powerful. Oh yeah. so cool.
1: (laughs) So inspiring. So elevating.
0: Yeah. And it's, you know, I never set out to do that. And I never set out to become like, I want to be an influencer or I want to be cool or I want to have followers or I want to do this or that. I was just like, I want to be able to reach people and I want to be able to share. And that's where I come from is I come from a platform of sharing, not of, let me try to portray this image of myself that maybe not necessarily be true. Like I've always just shared my life, you know? And that's the other thing is that I don't think that that oftentimes is a fast track to success either because If you're not portraying the thing that everyone wants to see, maybe right away, other people get more success than you do. But I think that I've always seen the long-term goal because I'm still going to be around years later. And years later, people will know that they can trust 2013, Emily, and 2011, Emily, you know, that I've never strayed from my word or from who I am or from who I believe in and things that I say, like people know that they can trust me for a reason. So I think that going back to what we said earlier, that integrity and authenticity is so important when you're trying to just. Be yourself online, you know? Because yeah. people people get this thing in their, their head that they need to portray some image, and that's the last thing that you should be doing. Right. You know, you, you can never uphold this image of yourself that's not true. So why don't you just be the true you and let that out, let people see it, and let people connect for the right reasons.
1: I mean, you're literally speaking to my heart. You know, I'm sitting <laughs> here and like they can't see me, but I have this huge smile on my face because I'm like, she has no idea. It's like it's Aww. amazing. No, it's so true, it's so beautiful. I'm right there with you. Like when I write things online, I'm not sure I can teach. I do coach mindset, performance yeah. coaching, I mean, there's an element of teaching, but really overall, like even in my copy, when I, on Instagram and stuff, it's like, you guys, I'm just sharing. Yeah. I'm literally just sharing my life, some yeah. things that I've learned, you know, all of that stuff, but I'm with you on the sharing piece, especially. And then I also love how you just called it out where you're like, guess what? It might be the longer road. Yeah. And I want to highlight this for a second, because I feel like you're, you'll appreciate this because you're like I'm still going to be there. Yeah. Do you ever think like my mind when you said that goes straight into like endurance. Mm-hmm. When I train, like I do a lot of long distance beach, I live on the beach, right? So it's, yeah. like, it's like I'm running my bi- bikini barefoot on the beach. Oh, I love it. Oh yeah, and I love it for a multitude of reasons, but one thing that I love training for is my endurance and it's again, it's the mindset because it's like listen, even if you can go faster than me,
0: mm-hmm. even
1: if you can go higher than me, I'll go fucking longer than you. Yeah. <laughs> so let's go.
0: I love and then, it. And so that's it. my
1: mind literally went there You're like, I'm still Emily 2013.
0: Yeah. Like, yeah exactly. I love that.
1: That's so powerful to put out.
0: Yeah. Yes. And I think, um, you know, going into my competing journey a little bit, I, when I was competing for my pro card, there were multiple shows that I went to national shows where I would get runner up or they would put me in the first place position and then at finals, I would get certain. I would, like, barely miss the pro card. Okay. And so I kept getting runner-up to my pro card. Like, it happened multiple times. Yeah. And people would look at me and say, like, are you not upset? Like, why are you not upset? Yeah. There's even one show where I vlogged on my YouTube channel, like, hey, guys, like, I got runner-up to my pro card again. And I was like, it's coming. You know, and I said, like, I'm feeling really positive about it, blah, blah, blah. My dad calls me after he watches my video, and he's like, hey. I know that you like yourself online, but like, do you really feel that way? Like, are you really like so peaceful about it? And I was like, dad, I am like, I I truly am. And he was like, I feel that. And he was like, I'm so glad Like, you should be. But I just, I didn't know if you really felt that peace or not. And I was like, dad, I do because I'm already a pro it's just up to them to decide when it happens, you know. Like every time that I've gone after something that I really, really wanted, it's sorry I'm, I may be fast forwarding again. No, please, <laughs> we're we're dancing, but, girl. Okay, we're like we're dancing salsa dancing. Exactly. Um, well, every time that I've gone after something like that, I've already envisioned it in my head so many times that I know that it's mine. And not just that, but I strongly feel, and this is a personal belief of mine, but I strongly feel that passions that are inside of us. And I'm talking about passions. They're there for a reason. And those passions don't come from nothing. I think that they were put inside each person. So when you learn to listen to that passion, it's not actually even having all confidence and power in myself. It's in knowing that each and every single person has a different calling and each and every single person has such a special role in this life that when you figure out what lights you on fire, there's a reason why my light on fire is different than the person next to me. And if I can learn to follow that and to pursue that and to just equip myself into the best version of that, that's what I have confidence in. So when I feel those feelings and I get chills thinking about my goals and the things I want to achieve, it's not just this like random dream life that i build up for myself. These are, you know, dreams and visions and things that i've had for my life because it's who i was created to be. I love that. I'm going to put a pin in that yeah. because
1: i I thought of this a couple minutes back. I wanted to ask you do you feel that you've just been on an actual path?
0: Oh, 100%. Yeah. Oh, without a doubt in my mind. I know it.
1: Like you've been listening this whole time and even when things were really scary and hard and what the fuck is going to come next? Like Yeah you still listened and that is so important how did you do that actually i'm cuz it's very similar but i want to know like when you were you're essentially on edge, right? Mm-hmm. Like you're on the edge of your life. You don't know what comes next. You just kind of, ha- you have this vision, you have this idea, this yeah. desire, but it's scary to move forward, right? Mm-hmm. When there's so much uncertainty, how did you maneuver through that? And even still,
0: yeah, I was going to say even still, yeah. You know? but I mean, behind the scenes, like I still have things that I deal with today. I still go through high and low seasons. Yeah. And so the way that I deal with it now is not just through myself. Self because I have a belief in a higher power mm-hmm. and I believe that my higher power is what gets me through and my higher power is what provides for me. For me, my higher power is God. And yeah. I have a personal interworking relationship where, you know, I speak with him and like he is what gets me through. And I, that's why I have such confidence in the things that come to my mind or the things that are so heavy on my heart. They're not heavy on my heart for no reason. Like I know why they're, they're there, you know? Yeah. And so even when I can't see what's coming, I just have trust and I have hope because I've been through it enough times that oftentimes I never see what's coming. Oftentimes I could never imagine in a million years that I would have gotten on a plane and, you know, visit California. And then one day moved to California, yeah. you know, but when that was placed heavy on my heart, I knew it was right for me. So So Maybe right now in certain seasons of life, like me or someone else, you don't know what's next for you. Maybe you're not supposed to be looking at what's next. Maybe you're supposed to be sitting in where you're currently at saying, why am I here? What season is this? You know, what am I learning here? What character traits do I need to develop? What daily habits do I need to develop to become that thing or that person or that goal that I know is meant for me? You know, maybe you have this vision or this idea in your head, and I know that I do too, Mm -hmm. of who you are, what you're going to be, and you're so confident in it and you're just not there yet. Yeah. If you can just pause and say, okay, what do I need to gain from this current season? I think every season has such an important thing that you can gain from it. Mm -hmm. So I think if you can learn to recognize, okay, number one, what season am I currently in? You know, am I in a really hard season? Or is everything going wrong? And if it is, maybe stop and pause for a second and say, maybe this is all happening for a reason. And maybe let's say that everything is going wrong with your finances. Yeah. Maybe it's because you're not financially responsible. Mm-hmm. And maybe before you come into these incredible finances that you're going to build and, you know, make for yourself. Maybe before that, you need to learn to become responsible financially, Mm -hmm. you know? So maybe the very thing that you're praying away is the very thing that you should be focusing on. The very thing that you should be creating more discipline and more excellence in, and this could apply to any area of life.
1: Ooh, you just dropped so
0: much good (laughs) stuff right there. Okay.
1: First of all, fuck yes to everything you said. (laughs) Second, (laughs) second of all, you said two words right now that I want to tap into. First is discipline. It's actually one of my favorites. People say I'm disciplined. I'm like, am I? I'm like, it's just my life. Yeah. But I do believe that there is a place where discipline is absolutely fucking, it gives you freedom. It's like Jocko mm-hmm. wrote a whole book, but, and it really resonated with me when I heard that. Cause I'm like, that is why I'm so free when you have discipline. I want to hear about discipline from your mindset and how you apply it to your life and how it's played such, so, and continues to play such a big piece role in your life your process.
0: I think that oftentimes people view discipline as restraints, you know, and they view it as rules or restrictions on themselves. And what they don't realize is that discipline and those rules, they are what is gonna help you get to where you want to go. Right. So I love to practice discipline in a really simple way, which is my exercise and my nutrition. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that competing gave me a really cool platform at which to practice discipline, right? Because I yeah. had to practice discipline with my workouts, with my cardio, with my nutrition, especially nutrition was huge. Totally. And I think for anyone, like practicing discipline with your nutrition is one of the hardest things that you will do because mm-hmm. we're humans. We love food. And if you're a foodie like me, you really love food. Yeah. You know, so I think that it gave me that platform to practice what it means to have discipline in those areas of my life. And by doing that, I've been able to apply that area of discipline into every other aspect as well. So things like, and, you know, not just speaking conceptually here, but let's Mm -hmm. talk like on a daily basis, you know, I have set a schedule for myself to where every single day I wake up at an exact time. I do the same thing every single morning. I hit the gym at the exact same time. I'm an entrepreneur. I could go to the gym at any time of the day that I wanted. I could just randomly go every single day of any day of the week. You know, it's a freedom that I have. So why do I choose to go at the same exact time as if I work a nine to five? Right. And it's for a reason. It's for a purpose. Discipline. When you're practicing discipline in your life, you're going to produce excellence. So you have to ask yourself, what kind of life do I want? Do I want a good life? Do I want an okay life? Do I want a great life? Or do I want an excellent life? And then you need to work backwards and make sure that your daily habits are aligned with where you want to be. I want nothing short of an excellent life. So I'm going to practice excellence on a daily basis.
1: I so agree with that. And I love how you frame discipline. And I think it's such an important way to share it because it's, I think that is the case that most people see discipline as this prison, Mm -hmm. but it's really the key to your freedom them, yes. Ironically, right? Yes.
0: And there's a book that I want to mention. If Please. Okay. It's yeah. It's called The Perfect Day Formula by Craig Valentin. Have you read it? No, I have oh not. Oh my gosh. Okay. Any type A will love it. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> but essentially, it really helps you with how to structure your day for success mm-hmm. and down to like the smallest detail to where, let's say that, you know, if you are an entrepreneur, let's say that you're most creative in the morning. It makes you schedule your time that way so that you're not answering emails in the morning. You know, you're doing that late at night. And yes. It dives into so much more dives into like the five pillars of success and that book really will help you figure out how to structure your daily life in a way that gives you more time and more freedom and there's two examples in that book of two different guys right mm-hmm. one guy that just kind of goes to the gym when he can go to the gym he goes to work he's not really structured in his work and not really disciplined kind of puts things off and by 4 p.m he's like oh my gosh I have three hours of work that I have to get done before the end of the work day and now he's calling his family saying he can't make his daughter's dance recital right you know Work is running late. When yeah. in reality, had he just been more disciplined and structured, he could have done all of that. And that's shown in the second example, which was, you know, they give an example of like a CEO that understands how important it is to structure out your day and your time. And, you know, before he's going into a work meeting, he's getting his mind right and he's focusing and breathing or meditating or doing the things that make him function at his absolute optimal levels. Yeah. You know, and at the end of the day, he's home spending time with his family. And that's the biggest thing is when you have so much structure and so much discipline, you you get more time for the things that really matter, which is family and relationships and love and connection. Yeah. You know, you have more time towards those things or in other seasons of life, maybe it's working on your side hustle so that you can one day have your own business. You have time to do that. Sure. Oftentimes people are so wrapped up in their day to day life. They're like, well, I don't have time. That's the excuse for everything.
1: Always, yeah. You
0: know, and in reality, even if it's just 10 minutes a day, mm-hmm. if you do 10 minutes a day, six days a week, that's an extra hour a week. You're getting so many hours per year towards that thing that you want, or you can let that same amount of time pass and never make any progress towards that goal. That's
1: a movie. It's powerful. And you know what else? It's like time is one way to look at it, but I think it's also equal parts, it's energy, Yes, you know, because when you were, and you know this, because it's your life, you know, when you're structured and you're disciplined and like the great example, like you dropped uh, that he puts in the book, it's like, I'm most creative in the book. Cool. And that's actually me for the, yeah. yeah. So I'll do all that kind of the podcast writing, all that stuff in the morning. And then I get a workout and sometimes I'll sneak in a workout before, but that's just my thing. But ultimately it is being very strategic, not just in terms of time, but in terms of functionality, energy, cognition, all of that stuff. So that's so cool. I want to check out that book. That's rad.
0: Yeah. 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 And it it definitely talks a lot about discipline in there. And I think it shows you how to practice discipline within your daily schedule. And something I want to touch on with discipline is a lot of people ask, you know, how do you stay motivated to be disciplined and discipline is simply just doing the things that you said you would do, even when you don't wanna do them. So, what does that look like on a day to day basis? It means you wake up and you're exhausted and you don't wanna to go to the gym first thing in the morning and you're about to press snooze and you're like, oh wait. I said that I would practice discipline. You know, I'm not motivated right now. I don't want to go to the gym. I'm super tired, but I told myself that I would do this. So right now, rather than feeling motivated and going to the gym, I'm going to choose to practice discipline, which means I don't want to do it. So I'm right where I should be. I'm feeling exactly how I should feel. And now I'm going to go to the gym.
1: That's so you, you are reprogramming, which is so fucking intelligent. It's, It's so smart. It's so effective. And it's just, you know, I think what's really cool is that people don't realize that they have the power to do it. So it's so great that you this is what you speak to. Yes.
0: And I think one of the biggest reasons why I love gaining a new perspective is because everybody comes into their adulthood with a certain set of viewpoints on life. Mm -hmm. And oftentimes it's shaped by the way that you grew up or the things that you watch online or the news or teachers and things that you were exposed to. Mm -hmm. And not everybody was exposed to amazing things, you know, or good mindsets or a positive mindset or a growth mindset. So sometimes they come in thinking that the way that they think, think is the only way to think or that their perspective on something is the only perspective so the second that their perspective is opened up it's like a new you know doorway full of possibilities And it's it's the coolest thing because it allows them the opportunity to move past whatever may have been holding them back. Like that, you know, fixed perspective, maybe holding them back from everything that they want in life. And if they can just get a different perspective, which is why I think something like a mentor or a coach or maybe just a friend who's kind of been there, done that, who can offer you that kind of insight. If you can have conversation with them, it will open up your mindset in so many ways that can get you past whatever struggle you're currently going through.
1: Well, so... Yes. And that bridges me to want to tap into this quote that I captured from your amazing father. And the reason for that is because, you know, how I hear that, it's like, it's already within you. Yeah. Right. And yeah. you, yes. 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 And you
0: unlock,
1: it. you unlock it. You get support for other people to, yeah. you know, help you unlock those doors. She's like smiling. I got chills because yes. I didn't know what you were going to
0: say. I knew it, by the way. When you, I knew you it. knew it too. Because well, it's listen. It. It's great. It's
1: profound. And I'm a writer and a reader. So words really have power to me, you know. And
0: I agree. Sorry, I'm gonna cut you no, off. No, please. Words literally are life or death. Truly words can literally speak life or death into somebody. So I think what you just said is so powerful because words have all the power, which is why I knew that I had to do a podcast. Yeah.
1: I'm so grateful that you started a podcast. It's obviously something that, and you know, like you said, if it heavy on your heart, if you felt it, you know, you move towards it for a great reason. So yeah. I'm excited to see where it's going. Cause it's already like kicking yeah. ass.
0: Thank you. And I'm so happy to be here on yours.
1: Thank you. Oh, my God. This is just, I'm so stoked. This is such quality time, great way to invest life. Okay. So to go to your, hi, Dad. You're dope, by the way. Dad said, you are becoming nothing. You are already everything. Mm -hmm. Hold on. Everybody listen closely. You are becoming nothing. You are already everything. And before you say anything, I had to think about that. Because I have this relationship with my future self, mm-hmm. and she's fucking dope. I know <laughs> her. I see her every day in meditation. Mm-hmm. We hang out, all the intangibles. like, And she's not a foreign person to me. She's an expanded version of me. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, is that true? Like, you are becoming nothing? You are already everything.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But then I went to her, and I'm like, yeah, but she's you. You're already her. It's just the I know, right? It's like yes, chills. Yes. So I, that's why I was like, Dad, yes, I understood it. <laughs> my hairs on my head are literally standing up right now, and I want to talk to Emily about this. So please, girl.
0: Yes, <laughs> I I was you know listening as you were talking, and I was like, I wonder if she got it, if she understood it. I'm so glad that you did, and that's that's the whole point. Is you know, I think a lot of people get really tied down by they're not the person that they want to be yet. You know, and they want to be better, and they want to, and so I think this really just simplifies it to say. You already are that person. You just haven't had the courage to let it out yet. Or you haven't had the experience that you need to get there yet. Or you haven't, you know, breaking through everything that you need to break through. But it's you. Like, and I think that's the most empowering thing because you don't have to become this thing. You have to just be more of you. Right. And I think that's the whole point. Everyone is so different and so unique that everyone has that highest version of themselves and i think this this quote you were you don't have to become anything you already are everything you just have to have the courage to let it out I think that's like so powerful. And if everyone can really grasp what that means, they can stop holding themselves to this standard that it's almost like this unattainable standard that they have to become this thing that they are not, Right? you know, and that's everything that we're trying to go against. Like, don't try to be something that you're not right. It's and and that's why, you know, my tattoo and my brand, it says evolve, you know, and it never says evolved. I will have never evolved. I will always and continuously forever evolve. You know, I'm always evolving into the next best version of myself. And where you currently are today, don't forget to look back at how, you know, you went through everything that you had to go through to get to her. You know, I am that highest expression of myself right now compared to years and years ago, you know, and I'm so proud of her, but I'm also looking forward at the next expression of myself. And I'm excited to become her, to let that out, to kind of break past all of these restraints of society or my mindset or whatever it is that I'm currently working through, you know, I'm excited to break past that and get into that next version of myself because I think it's... Each version is so beautiful and each version has such a beautiful purpose.
1: Oh my gosh! So true. So epic. Just I'm like, I feel like people will get that uh, uh, tattooed on them. You don't have to be. You know c- what? There's been
0: so many people that have gotten this tattooed on them. I want to do a. Uh, it's a, beautiful. Thank you. Yeah, they all get it in their own like particular place. If you guys can't see, you guys can't see. It's a tattoo on. I'll put a picture up on the oh, show cool. notes in on the, on the oh, site. Wow. Yeah, absolutely. It's gorgeous. It's, yeah, uh, by my wrist, and it says evolve. And, and beautiful
1: and, script.
0: Yeah, and so a lot of people have gotten this just on different areas where they feel you know really means something to them. And
1: my goal is to do a photo with everyone that got the tattoo one day. <laughs> oh, I love that. Yeah. So, okay. I'm so glad that we got that out. That was so important. I want to, we're going to jump across the dance floor really quick. And I want to talk really quickly about the concept of the "why" factor, because that's big for me, right? Okay. Your wife. Mm-hmm. So this goes back to kind of motivation, discipline, but in its own new territory, can you talk about What that means really through your perspective, like why it's so important to have a powerful why and how that can really influence. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I
0: think, and I, I have my clients do this even with something as simple as their fitness journey. And I think it's really important to have a really defined why of why you're doing what you're doing. And let's just, you know, keep it simple with a fitness journey. You know, I had this one girl that was like, I want to track macros and lose weight. And she was doing it because she felt like she needed to fit this mold or she needed to lose X amount of weight to look good. And when we really broke it down, I was like, no, like, why are you really doing this? You know, and, and why don't we really define like your purpose for doing this? And when we broke it down, she was like, no, I just want to feel better in my body. Like, I actually, I actually don't care if I don't get to the level of leanness I thought I wanted. Like, I actually just want to feel confident. And I was like, well, why don't we do that? Why don't we make your goal confidence? You know, and why don't we work until you have a healthy relationship with food and a healthy relationship with exercise and cardio and you're not punishing yourself for eating bad and let's work on your mindset and work on these things rather than this thing that you thought you wanted. You thought your why was leanness and really it's not. Your why is happiness and wholeness within yourself. And so I think having that really defined why will help you get through. It'll help you, one, structure what you want to move forward towards, and it'll also help you move through all the really, really hard times. Because I know for me, in every journey, in every season, everything that I've ever gone after, there's been hard times where I've wanted to quit. I mean, if somebody tells you, someone that's successful tells you that they never wanted to quit, I say they're a liar or they just had everyone else doing the work for them and they were the face of it.
1: Totally. (laughs) Because
0: anything that is, you know, anything that you go after in life, there's going to be such hard moments. And so it's going to be, why, why are you going to go through those hard moments? Why will you choose not to quit? And your, why has to be strong enough and your, why has to be so compelling that you won't quit. It has to get you through that moment when you say, I feel like I want to quit. I'm going to quit. I want to quit. And then you remember and you're like, but I had this why and I I had this thing inside me and I just have this knowing that I just can't, you know, I can't give up, I can't quit. And I think when people do give up or quit, I think sometimes it is linked back to the fact that they haven't identified their why. And I think sometimes it's also linked back to maybe they never wanted that thing in the first place and they were doing it for other people. So really identifying your why I think will help you get through those low lows
1: yeah, that's so badass. It's so amazing. I spoke to that once on a podcast where I talked about New Year's resolutions. Why yeah. I don't really, it's like, it's, yeah. I'm sorry, guys, it's not strong enough. I, I know it's a new to. Did you really? Yeah, yeah it's not. Used to make them. Yeah, oh, really? Oh, I used to yeah. make New Year's resolutions. I mean, yeah, and it's just not, it's not powerful enough. Oh, it's a new year, so now I'm going to all of a sudden have this new habit that I don't have, and it's going to, no, you yeah, got to no. dig deeper. So I love that you, you know, that you put that out there and that you guide your clients in that way too. Because I find that that is also so much more effective than these kind of surface level ideas of, yeah. oh, I want this. Or, yeah, no, yeah, you got to dig exactly. fucking deep. Yeah. It has yeah. to be
0: something that When you talk about it, you could almost cry. Totally. You know, and when you feel that and you feel that much passion towards something, that's when you can have the knowing. That's when you know, like this was meant for me. This is something I should pursue.
1: Absolutely. Okay, speaking of pursuing and speaking of excellence, let's talk about all this stuff that you've got going on. 90 days of excellence. Yes. Yes. Let's go there.
0: Yes. I'm so excited for this. So this is a coaching program that I launched and we are about a third of the way through right now. So it's a 90 days of excellence coaching program based on fitness and nutrition. But you know me, I go much deeper than that. I actually have a reading program for them and they have to read three books throughout the course of the program. So it's one book every 30 days I do a weekly coaching call with them, and on that coaching call, we, of course, cover their fitness and nutrition, but then we also dive deep into the main takeaways from the book. One of the books is The Perfect Day Routine by Craig Valentin. That's why I mentioned it. Yeah. And the the books that I chose are three books that have just made such an amazing impact in my life and in my daily life and in my mindset that I knew if I was going to run a program that were to teach people excellence and how to really live an excellent life, I knew that they needed these things as well. So it's an amazing platform where we focus on, like I said, fitness and nutrition as our platform of which to practice excellence on a daily basis. But what we're really doing is training their mind and training their mindset. And even if they don't know it, that's what that's my goal. What we're doing, (laughs) I love it. And it's amazing. Like it truly transforms, like just every aspect of their life. Because as these people start to have a more strict schedule, you know, they're not just like getting their, you know, chasing their fitness and nutrition goals. They are on a sleep schedule. They're finally getting enough Mm -hmm. sleep. They're finally being more patient with their kids or more patient with their significant other. Or they're finally putting time towards this project that they've kind of always wanted to do, but never allotted time to do it. They're reframing their mind towards people that are just lucky or people that have success. They're realizing, oh, wait, I can actually do this too because I just read a study in this book that says that. You know, it's not just talent, that it's actually grit that determines if you can get there or not, yeah. you know? And so I'm, I'm giving them all the tools that they need while allowing them to do the really hard workouts, Yeah, <laughs> you know, and, and being really disciplined with their nutrition and giving them all those tools. And it's amazing what's happening throughout all of their lives. So this program was my way of, I kind of took a lot of, let's see different aspects of my coaching and Mm -hmm. put it into this one program. Amazing. So I've done a lot of coaching for fitness and nutrition. I've done lifestyle transformation coaching where Mm -hmm. I help them really structure their lives. Mm -hmm. And then this one is an all-in-one kind of thing. How cool.
1: Yeah. And this is available just kind of throughout?
0: This is a 90-day program that's a live coaching program. Got it. And then afterwards, I'll keep you guys updated.
1: Yay. (laughs) I love it. Yeah. Anything else coming from that? Yes. Yeah. you're asking.
0: So my 90-day program ends... At the beginning of June. And then just a short about two weeks later, on June 14th and 15th, I'm holding a LA event. So it's in Los Angeles, California, my home. I'm from Texas originally, you know, we touched on that, but California is my home. For sure. And I love it here. And I just I feel so alive. I feel free. I feel connected. I feel grounded. I feel like so fully me. And I want to share that with everybody. And so it's going to start with this event, which is going to be a small event. And I'm doing, uh, 30 people. So we're going to do 30 people and I'm basically going to take them around and have the most amazing time in California.
1: That is rad.
0: Yeah. I'm excited.
1: That is so cool. I need to get all the information on how people could be a part of that. I know it's small, but it's small. Yeah. Oh,
0: well, I should mention that I'm also doing, um, two free meetups that same weekend. So, you know, we'll have two days that are the entire event and on each day there will be an opportunity for anybody that's in the area that's vacationing, or maybe they live here. If they just want to come and meet me and meet the group of people there, it'll be, like, a cool hangout. Just come by, say what's up, grab a photo. I definitely will have some freebie type stuff. So so I'm giving an opportunity for anybody who maybe doesn't get a ticket to still come and, like, say hi, say what's up.
1: Plan your time around that time. I love it. (laughs) I want to ask you three intangibles that there's a lot, you know, courage, confidence. But, like, what are three really strong intangibles that – kind of A, have gotten you to this wonderful place where you are and really that you hold at the highest level to carry you forward into, you know, the rest of your life, basically to accomplish and achieve, to actualize the things that you envision for your life.
0: Mm. Number one would be belief. Mm -hmm. So belief, not just in myself, but also in my purpose in life and in my higher power. Number two would be relentless pursuit. It means never, ever, ever, ever giving up. And number three, I'm not sure the exact way to say this, but just uh, being present. Yeah. Yeah. Presence. Yeah. Just presence. Yeah. Being being present. Yeah. So because I think with those things, I know I'm a very intense person. (laughs) I realize that. Like I've been told that multiple times, especially when going after a goal. And I think, you know, I had to learn in my life that as I'm going for these goals and chasing these dreams and these visions, it's so important just to be present with where you're at. You know, and to be able to enjoy the present moment and to enjoy the journey. If you don't enjoy the journey of where you're going, it makes it so much more difficult. I agree. You know, so I think those three things are probably the biggest.
1: Yeah. They're all powerful. Yes. Okay. So what I like to do at the end is rapid fire words. Rapid fire words. Yeah. So I'm going to throw some words at you, and I just want you to spin off them and tell me, you know, what comes to your mind when you hear them.
0: Okay. Okay.
1: No, I know it's so fun. It's like exciting. Um, Okay. Ready? Here we go. Okay. Fear. Doable. Surrender. I can. Love. Everywhere. Authenticity. Me. Failure.
0: Exception. I don't know why I was trying to go really fast. (laughs) I know. (laughs) Take your time. Success. Attainable.
1: I love it. Is there anything else that we have not touched on that you want to share and express right now? You are an amazing woman. Aw, thank you so much.
0: Yes. I want to encourage people to, like we talked about earlier, To truly just be themselves and to stop trying to be like everyone else that you see on social media and to stop trying to do the business venture that you think is popular or you know, whatever you're seeing out there and to dig deep and figure out like who you are and try to figure out why you were put here on earth. You don't have to know exactly, like don't take on this huge, overwhelming responsibility. I'm just encouraging you to dive deep and dig a little bit deeper and not just choose a career path or a thing because it's popular or hot right now, but to rather say, what are my strengths? What are my gifts? What are my talents? And how can I cultivate that in a way that could be useful, helpful and encouraging to other people and pursue that?
1: It's beautiful. Yeah. Girl, thank you so much. I want to give you like a real thank you after you let our audience know how they can stay in touch with you, find you on social media, all that good stuff, if you don't mind.
0: Yeah, no problem. So I'm on Instagram, Emily Hayden, E-M-I-L-Y-H-A-Y-D-E-N. YouTube, you can just search Emily Hayden podcast. Is Evolve with Emily show. You can find that pretty much everywhere. Let's see. I don't really use my Twitter much, but eh Fitness Twenty One. You guys are out there. And <laughs> sometimes I'll tweet my YouTube videos. Um, but yeah, those are the best ways to find me, and I have all my other links through there.
1: Okay, amazing, and it's all in the show notes. Thank you. So now, me. oh my God, you are amazing. Truly, like I am moved by you. Yeah. I'm inspired by you. I'm grateful that you shared your time, your energy, your story. Most importantly, your fucking truth. Mm, That is so important. So thank you.
0: Thank you.
1: Yay. Yay. All right, you guys, you know what to do. Follow this amazing woman. And thank you for spending your time with us. Peace out. (laughs)